tremendous. It's the tremendous podcast with your host Elliot Rovetti and his crusty, trusty, crusty, intrepid <laughs> co-host Thomas. Did you mean to say come? Did you mean to say crusty? Or did I say crusty? But the honesty comes out sometimes. <laughs> the crust is real, and coming through your ear, nice and crusty. Your crusty ears is uh, Otis James. Let that rock a little bit, just the way I do. He's going to be one of our reoccurring artists for the intro. We like him. So much so, I mean, Terence Moldana and Bastion Semi Gold were guys, they were like, guys, we can't have you just uh, milking the well every time. So use our music sparingly. Otis James is Sydney local and he's got plenty, he's got a whole lot of mo for everybody coming in through their home. Uh, it's a tremendous podcast on a Monday we're recording just because of the way New Year's dates works out. But, uh, you know, that's how it is, that's how it goes, and that's what's happening. How was your Christmas? Did you have a good Christmas? I did have a good Christmas. It was a lot of traveling. My mom lives in the Blue Mountains. Dad lives in Redfern. Um, so there was a lot of traveling. It was a le- like it was not a day about me. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore, a waste of a day. <laughs> That's what I say. A day without me that isn't about me is a waste of a day. Did you, what, so we can we talked about this uh, last week or the Christmas episode? But yeah, you. I mean, how do you think about? Because you only had ten Christmases, or more, no, fourteen Christmases. Yeah, um, yeah half what you yeah. I know. Um, I wish I had less. <laughs> no, I'm jo- no, I'm joking. They're great. They're really good. I love Christmases. But I'm starting to learn what it is. What it is Because my birthday is on the 29th. It's tomorrow. And so my um, what I'm learning about, the good thing about my birthday, is that I get to I get to spend some time with the family and stuff like that. Then people don't really care about my birthday because it's just before New Year's. Like, I don't even bother. I'm not going to bother calling people tonight and being like, hey, have a drink with me or whatever. Um, because they've all got, they're all worried about uh, the day that they're going to be getting drunk. Um, in a couple of days' time from now. Do you reckon? I see. I I don't know. I feel like people are kind of over New Year's. I feel like New Year's Eve has kind of lost its lost its. But they don't up. know that yet. <laughs> they don't know. I mean, eventually, I'll I'll fool myself into thinking I'll have a good time. Too, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, but um. See, I kind of like. Although you're a little bit early, maybe it's a, a bit too much in no man's land. But like, I always liked that for because uh, my birthday. Once, once upon a time, I used to like that my birthday was on Australia Day, back before I knew Invasion Day was a, was a thing. <laughs> and uh, and it was cool because every, th- there was always plans happening and there was already a party happening and I could kind of rock up and people would know. Awesome. And it was like a, awesome. a pre-made. And now it's just a lot of people kind of, you know, feeling a lot of white guilt <laughs> that I'm rocking up to. Like, hey, I'll come around and hate myself as well. <laughs> Take, well, that's a good um, that's a good motto for your party. Take your day off, take your mind off the day, and just think about my day. <laughs> think about me. Put me on a flag. Yeah, no, no, no. So I just like that. It's, I spend a lot of time with family before, and then by my time, by the time we get to New Year, I'm like, I feel like I've seen all my family, and I can just sort of party kind of thing. It's good. Are you a New Year's resolution kind of guy? No, no, I never make them. But uh, this year, I'm going to make a bunch of resolutions just in terms of like what I want out of like business and stuff like that. Like even. Um, I don't know, just just hitting the ground running because this year's been so fucked. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I just what do I what do I want to achieve? Like, I'm, I want to do my first hour. Yep. Uh, next year at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Yep. Um, and maybe even do another one, maybe at another state. Um, but uh, that's a big part of that's a big part of my goal. And like, um, you know, fuck yeah. And you guys, but eventually, by the time I get there, um, I'm hoping that we can get some tremendous, maybe maybe some tremendous like little flags that you can bring, or maybe if you use the tremendous code or something like that. Um, then you get a discount. You know what I mean? A tremendous flag at a comedy show would be so distracting. That's what like I want. I want like people waving, waving them. Yeah, like, like number one, like <laughs> big foam fingers and stuff like that. Like just really blocking people. Yeah, yeah. the Vuvuzelas were a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Vuvuzelas. Did you, I, I remember that World Cup. So when, you remember that 2010 World Cup when the sure. Vuvuzelas and it was just like a, a horde of mosquitoes was at every game. It was so <laughs> annoying. I want to come out to a set wearing the Kathy Freeman suit that she, that's, that's, that's she 
ran in. <laughs> not a version of the suit. Not I'm even a dress it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to borrow it from the museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll make it more valuable. <laughs> Selling after the show. <laughs> Can you prove it on my sweat? Sip of the beer. Um, so uh, last week... I used the word legibly wrong and Tommy put up a post on the Instagram asking uh, a poll asking what did people think about my use of the word legibly because I have a I have a bit of a beef with Oxford you guys need to get your shit together I what would the Oxford dictionary know yeah about fuck. anything it's not like they think about it all the time <laughs> no but I uh, I was using the word legibly in terms of like um think something you would say like speak legibly apparently purportedly but perhaps not actually. Purportedly, good word. Yeah. Used correctly and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the definition of ostensibly. Apparently or purportedly, but perhaps not actually. That's very good. Yeah. You, you prepared for this week. Yeah, some words, catch so, you some, out. some things stick. Um, but what? legibly, well, legibly, apparently, you cannot use when you're speaking. What it is is only done when you're writing. And we put out a poll. What's the percentage rate at the moment? Uh, we're currently at, can you speak legibly? 82% say no. 18% say yes, and we know at least some of that 18% is you. <laughs> so, at least we know they're smart. <laughs> at least, unless we've had, so we've had 26 people who've seen the post. So that means, you know, we're, <laughs> there's maximum like three people who've said yes. Yeah. And a third of them are Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, right. um, well, you know. Pretty that, definitive. Pretty definitive, yeah. So what, the, what that means for me, what that means for the podcast is that I need to shoehorn the word legibly into a sentence somehow. Some way this uh, podcast because that's how we know Elliot will have learned. I was I, I'll tell us again. I'm, t- I'm telling this for the third time today because I kicked the power cord and we had to start recording again. <laughs> uh, I had a I had a history teacher at school who used to use big words on purpose, and then if you didn't know the an- you didn't know the definition of that word, you'd have to put your hand up in the air. That's right. And he would assume if you didn't put your hand up, you must know what the definition is. So someone would say, "Oh, so what does legibly mean?" And he would say, oh, well, Tom doesn't have his hand up. Tom, why don't you tell us what legibly means? And if you couldn't give him the definition, you had to hold your textbooks above your head for the rest of the class. And Elliot's response to that over the three times has gotten more and more subdued to the last... <laughs> what am I going to... How am I going to drink? Pretend, yeah, there we go. But like, I was saying Elliot just needs to straight arm beer into his mouth for the rest of the episode. And I said I'd put a funnel on the top of that. <laughs> but no, we, I'm going to wear a hat, like a dunce hat, and if I uh, if I get a word incorrect and I can't use it in the word, or even if I can't use it in, correctly in the podcast, um, I will wear a dunce hat and perform the definition and use it in a sentence on the Instagram. Yep, yep, yep. I like that a lot. And then maybe even have to spell it. Yeah, I like that. I Learning through shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning through, that's, that's the best way to learn. Uh, here's the other thing that I thought, look, we like I said, we have already recorded 10 minutes of a podcast. And rather than go through the motions again, I'm going to change things up a little bit. Mm. Something we discussed last week, which on the one hand I think is a great idea, but on the other hand I really don't want to do, is uh, a contest between the two of us to see who can sell pictures of their feet for more. Oh, dude, I'm so down. Everyone that I told this idea to is like, that's that's genius. So I've watched a few YouTube videos from women about how to sell pictures of your feet oh, on the internet. Oh, for real? i got to still got to do research. I'm so the glad first, you did. The first thing that comes up is it's all attractive women. Like, okay. there's no... There's only 25-year-old <laughs> pot-smoking dude who's like, so this is how I made 100 grand last year <laughs> from showing pictures of my toes. It's because... There's no one is buying this except for like a horny dudes, and I think like what? Who did you think we're gonna buy them? <laughs> <laughs> this is like we're talking about talking. I want to write a joke about this. Like when you talk to people on chat rooms and they say they're a 17 year old girl, and when you're a 14 year old boy, you believe them. <laughs> <laughs> 
as discussed in a prior episode. Check it out. It's like, and you're like, I know, uh, he, I know they claim to be a, a girl living in Florida, but for a girl living in Florida, she's using a lot of umlauts. <laughs> well, well, okay, so like, I'm thinking that maybe we even wear like a, a bag over our face or some sort of like, we just never put our faces in it. We go to forums and they go, hey guys. Now I'm giving you my business techniques right now, but, but okay, okay. Here's, this here's, is a good start. Here's, here's where, where I land on this because I really don't want to do it. I'm going to bet you, you can't make and you can't sell to people you know. They have to be to strangers. What about if, okay, well, what about if someone like, buys them and I don't know that I, that, well, then they're a stranger to me, but go on, yeah. But you can't, what I'm saying is you can't go on your Instagram or on your Facebook or like text your mum and be like, can you bank transfer me $15 and send done. you a manila envelope? Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you can sell, if you can, if you can make more than $20, yeah. I, I, well, I don't know what the wager is, but my bet is that you can't sell pictures of your feet and make more than $20 in three months. Okay. I will give you until the 1st of April. I will give you until Easter. The Lord's people spend a lot of money over day. Christmas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to offer a bargain. Maybe end of financial year. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, it's a okay. tax write-off. So what time? When, when? When? What's the date? When? When do I have to? Have? Okay, you have until April first. Okay, to have sold at least twenty dollars worth of feed picks on to to strangers on the internet. Tom, what are we wagering? We're gonna come up with a wager by next week. We're gonna post it on Instagram. Have you got any thoughts right off the top of your head? Would you want, is it a punishment for you? Because I'm thinking you in the, I think that you, what the punishment is, is that you have to go to a public area and try and sell pictures of your feet within Polaroids in, in, in person. person. Okay. Yeah. I, I would, and, and all right, let's say I have to do that and I have to do it for at least uh, an hour. No, you have to earn $20. Or earn $20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, good. All right, fuck. Matt, you, this will be our first man on the street. You have until... It's our feet on the street. All right. <laughs> okay, I want to give you more, I want to give you less time then to, to put some pressure on. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you no, get no. until the 1st of Feb. You got until the 1st of Feb. You got 31 days what? in January. Okay, give me the 15th of Feb. <laughs> okay. 15th of Feb. You got until... Oh, fuck. You just want to get them in on Valentine's Day, don't you? <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Uh... All right, cool. Well, like, guys, um, you can buy pictures of my feet anonymously. Just saying. <laughs> you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to earn twenty dollars, and then when when let's, when let's, Tom let's, sees me get this foot money, get this foot dough. Let's be realistic. You're not even going to take a picture of your feet until the thirteenth of February. <laughs> You're going to treat like, it like a school assignment. I'd be holding the book over my head, Tom. I'm up all night. <laughs> I'm just talking to strangers. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm I I. I won't go so if I hope you sell $19 worth of food picks. That is my dream because I awesome. want to hear how it goes and I don't want to have to buy a Polaroid camera. <laughs> the guy's like, I'll give you five, but you have to come here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hand them to me with your feet. <laughs> you got to ring on the doorbell in a handstand. <laughs> That's right. Hold it. I'll hold your ankles. <laughs> Today's podcast is not brought to you by Durex Flavoured Condoms. Ladies, are you getting tired of the same old boring condom flavours? Well, that's why Durex have partnered up with Red Rock Deli to provide you with a whole new gourmet range of flavoured condoms. Try flavours like Honey Soy Chicken, Vintage Cheddar, and for the adventurous couple, Sweet Chili and Sour Cream. Available right now at all good supermarkets and chemists. Durex Condoms and Red Rock Deli. 
You ever, you ever get into the feet thing? What do you mean, did I ever get into the feet thing, Tom? <laughs> you know what I mean. You make me furious. No, I never got into the foot thing. You make me furious. Why do I make you furious? I, tra- I tapped on the foot thing where I'm like, uh, I tapped on the foot thing like um, like I tapped on the trance thing. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> or just in cu- curiously and then get out of here. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, not into the foot thing. You into the foot thing? We no, already know this. Nah, not at all. Yeah, not into the foot thing. What are you into that's weird? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I don't know. What am I? Uh, you mean like from a like a sex thing? From a sex thing. Um, or it, but like you know, not even like I'm not even. It doesn't like I'm not asking you. Maybe you are into the shit thing, but you don't have to even say shitting. Like, uh, oh, no. I for some reason. Oh, here we go. I for <laughs> some reason like uh, I'm gonna say. Well, I like amateur stuff. Yeah, really like amateur stuff. I like that they are, that they've seen them put on the camera and they're like fuck, I know the, how detrimental this could be in my time. Like, it's obviously, it, it, it ended up on the internet kind of thing, but I'm going to let them film anyway kind of thing. And I love, like, the dirtiness of that kind of thing. But, like, for me, I don't can, know. Can you imagine finding that video for the first time? You know what I mean? Like, where you didn't know it was up there or, like, you'd forgotten I'm getting turned on right now, Tom. I'm getting <laughs> turned on. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's the, yeah. Uh, but that's, that, that's my sort of fucking, that's my, that's why I, um... One of my propensities. Here's one that I think like a lot of people don't necessarily expect or like totally get. I, I really like the strippers. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Look, I went into a strip club once just to go and have a look around. Um, literally was in there for, I know it sounds bullshit, but uh, I went in there for like probably 120 seconds. Like I went in there and the chick asked me to buy a drink and then I was like, no. And then I felt uncomfortable that I didn't have a seat or something like that. So then I left. But was um, it one of you, like a two drink minimum? Like you had to go and buy the drink to get in? No, but I, she, it wasn't even like you have to leave, but it was, she, the, she made me feel uncomfortable that I said no and that I was just looking around. I was like, oh, these girls are trying to earn money. Let me get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Then, yeah, okay. uh, but I'd, I've never been into the whole, let me pay these girls to like me kind of thing. Yeah. See, I went to, uh, when I was in Vegas, when I was 21, uh, we went out. So funny, you think I think about it in hindsight. Like we went, uh, so Vegas is interesting because you can drink anything anywhere. So like you can, like you can, you can. There are drive-through margarita stands in Vegas. Oh wow! We could drive through, get your drink as long as you don't open it. Wow! While you're driving, but you can get it, and you so, um, and the other thing you can do is you can go to like, because uh, you can sell beer out of pretty much anywhere in the states. So you can sell it at a petrol station. You can sell it out of Seven Elevens and stuff. You can go to the 7-Eleven, buy yourself a six-pack of beer for nothing. They're so cheap. It's like, you know, like $7 to get a six-pack or whatever. And you can take it to any casino and sit at the blackjack table with your six-pack of beer and just, like, sit and drink at the the blackjack table or the roulette table or whatever. Yeah, it's really weird. Anyway... My, our night basically went. We went to a magic show. We went and saw David Copperfield at a at a magic show in the MGM Grand, and then we went and gambled. I won some money, and we were on the street. And as we we're walking down the street, this guy kind of like you constantly handed stuff of like, "Hey guys, girls to your room tonight." Hey guys, stripper. And there was one guy I remember walking by. He was like, "Titty time, fellas! Titty time tonight, fellas!" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "I love titty time." <laughs> <laughs> Is it titty time already? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we've just like, we've been drinking, you know, 7 Eleven beers at Blackjack Tables all afternoon. I've won some money. And you ever, do you ever play Blackjack? Uh, no. It's, it's really frustrating because sometimes, like, you'll play 
And so you kind of know how it works, right? Like it gets it's 21. Ev- and it's everyone against the dealer, right? Like yeah. if the dealer busts, everyone wins. When What does bust mean again? Just Go quickly. over 21. Go over 21, gotcha. Yeah. So you might be sitting at a table and everyone around you is winning and you're losing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is bullshit. I'm sitting at the same table as my mate. Like all that would have dictated how we performed was whether he sat on my right or on my left, okay. right? Okay. Like if he sits on my right, I win. If he sits to my left, he wins yeah. and the other one loses. Anyway, I managed to win some money. He didn't really win anything. And I was like, we're walking down the street. I'm kind of high on, on you know, gambling and, and drinking and whatever. And this guy stops and says like, hey guys, you want to come to a strip club tonight? We've got a limo to take you. And I, I was like, we kind of looked at each other. That sounds like a trick. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, I, I was like, should we, like we're here. We might as well do it. Like, you know, he's like, it's a two drink minimum to get in. And I'm like, I'll pay for the two drinks. Let's just do it. He's like, oh, okay, fine. And we talked to this guy and he's like this balding fat man in a fedora. And he, he the city time guy. No, this is a different guy. Okay, wasn't okay. T- he didn't have as much charisma yeah, as the city time guy. Sound like it. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's talking about how he owns this strip club with his wife. I have no idea if this is true or not. He tells some story about how like they uh, put a world map up on the wall and they threw darts and he and his wife both held a dart and they both threw a darts and wherever they landed, they had to choose which one they were going to go to. And one of them landed on Vegas in hindsight, total bullshit. Like there's no way that happened, but whatever. Anyway, we're asking him like, as the limo is going to come, we're asking him like, Oh, how does your wife react to you working at a strip club? And she's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't like it. I'm like, yeah. Cause it must be like temptation everywhere. It's like, Oh, you should see this hot little piece that I'm seeing at the moment on the side. And I was like, Oh, and he's like, wait, wait, he pulls out his phone and he starts going through his phone. He's like, I got to show you, got to show you. Meanwhile, the limo pulls up and we're like, Oh, well we should probably go. He's like, yeah, well, one second, one second. I want to show you this photo. He goes, oh, here it is. Here it is. And he turns around and he shows us the photo. And it's just a photo of a woman's vagina. (laughs) (laughs) He meant it when he said peace. (laughs) It's like literally like a portrait photo of just the vagina with a a star outline tattoo in the corner. That was so funny. You ruined his slideshow because he was going to get there. But then the limo pulled showed up and he's like, all right, let me just get to the part. (laughs) This is her horse riding. That's so funny. And it's so, and, uh, you know, because like, what are you? You're like, oh yeah, she she seems great. She seems like yeah, a yeah, keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a good kid. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short, we went like we go to the strip club. We buy our two drinks. We're like, we're just gonna like hang, we're just gonna hang out. We're not gonna we're not gonna get lap dances. That'd be weird or whatever. And there are girls coming up to you like be you weird say if like you didn't trying to get <laughs> trying to get money, and you want to be really upfront. And you're like, just letting you know, we're not buying lap dances. That we're not you know like so they don't waste their time on you. And then after like your two drink minimum, you're like. Well, we might as well get one. <laughs> and uh, and then I fell in love. And, uh, <laughs> and my, that, my name wasn't Whitcomb then. Yeah. Rose. It was Rose. Rose still, Whitcomb. Uh, I still think of Rose sometimes. Oh, my goodness. That's so fucking funny. Can you, did you actually fall in love? I was so into Rose. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. And you know, so f- and wait, you're like. Would you have moved to. <laughs> would you have moved to I the did. US? I did. No. no, it was like, you know, there's. Uh, I think the strip club, like operates best when you suspend enough disbelief to really enjoy it. Yeah. Cause I think you lay and, and you're like the, the rational part of your brain is like, this is how she makes money by making you feel this way. Yeah. And then there's the other part that goes, no, nah, I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, just not on it. You're like sweating and stuff. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what she sees in me. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I have Rose. <laughs> 
<laughs> found the one. Oh my god. But no, I'm I'm kind of I I have yeah, you, you heard it, guys. If you need some strip club advice, <laughs> go to Tom about how to maintain decorum when inside of a strip club. Peter Shimin, Thursdays to Saturdays. There you go. <laughs> I'll see you there. See you there. He's <laughs> tremendous at the bar. Yeah, tell Tom Sencher. <laughs> and then they just play. Oh, Tom's in the house. And so the DJ starts playing a track for you. <laughs> All right, speaking of playing tracks. What? Hotline. Yeah, one more time. Give it to him. Hotline. Yeah, baby boy, you know what it is. The real problem with that track is it doesn't sound like I'm playing anything. It just sounds like you've launched into the song. Sounds like I've just gone, Elliot, hit the track. Hotline. Now the people know. All right, so uh, we've got the tremendous hotline is constantly available, although I very che- rarely check the phone. And you forgot the phone today. Charge. I didn't bring the phone today. Well, what we're going to start doing as of next week, even though this podcast is coming like later, I'm going to start doing it as of this week. Um, we're going to start posting online when we go live so that you guys can call in and uh, participate during the show. If oh, yeah. you are funny enough, we'll leave it in the show. If not, you're getting cut. Yeah, try again next week. Yeah. But uh, And also, we're going to start giving you... I think uh, one thing we've realised is like trying to get people to uh, to just call up for no reason and just say something is hard. So we're going to try and give people a little bit more guidance. So if you have any any big questions, any anything you need help with, a big decision to make, you're trying to break up with someone, you decide which you know what job you're going to take or not take, call up. You know, Let us know. Tremendous solutions, we're calling it. Tremendous, tremendous solutions, solutions. For your tremendous problems. On the tremendous hotline. So uh, call up. Tremendous man. By tremendous men. The brother's Elliot. tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all right, so here we've, we've got our first submission to the tremendous hotline. Uh, let's, here we go. Tremendous podcast. I'm loving it. I wish I could have called in properly, but the, uh, the, the time difference is a bit iffy here. So I'm sending you this little message. For your listeners, I am, uh, I'm Harry. I'm the, the limp dick guy in the back of the car in your story at Kalbara. And I... Um, I'm love. Okay. Very quickly, for uh, for you want to tell us about that story in Kalbar earlier. Um, the story where I performed my first B and E in uh, in the small beach town of Kalbar in New South Wales with a small crew of misfits, ne'er do wells, and uh, misfits. And uh, we and uh, Harry Nobis is one of the brothers' tremendous alumni. Um, to reach L- out there, uh, listen, listen to episode six. Reach I'm out. A, yeah. I'm a half door open kind of guy. Half door open kind of guy. It's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, Harry Nobis is one of the guys in the A story. great story about Elliot performing a BNA. Yeah. Love the story. I think your rendition was more or less factually accurate. I'm doing a PhD in computational fluid dynamics. I was definitely not Nerd. the guy yelling out at girls in the car. But I'll tell you what, I have now... Okay, so I've been away from Australia for like three, four years now. And I've told that exact same story countless times. I am always the hero of the story i'm riding shotgun i can't drive i've driven in that story before (laughs) (laughs) so if i ask you i mean i would say that about 10 percent of my life is factually accurate the rest is entirely fabricated so my question for you guys on the podcast what percentage do you guys think you're working with because in yeah when you're away from friends there's no one to kind of like keep you in check so Everything you say is assumed to be true, and I have just abused that privilege countless times since I left Australia. So yeah, anyways, keep up the food work. I'm loving the podcast, and uh, what are your thoughts? Tremendous question. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. I love you, Harry. First question He's and wait, most important first question. One, I'm, I'm shouting him out. Uh, He's from Sweden. We've got some tremendous love coming from Sweden. Oh yeah, we kind of talked about this before, about how uh, Sweden... I'm pretty sure... 
Maybe I shouldn't be saying this again, but I'm pretty sure Sweden used to do some eugenics kind of shit, which is why they're all so good looking. That's right. Um, that's what someone that looks like all the people from Sweden would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling Sweden eugenics. Yeah, yeah, no. It's the problem that I, when I type in eugenics into my Google, there's just way too many past results from yeah. the last times I've Googled it. Yeah, yeah. This is how Tom. Tom's just doing a, uh, he's just doing a family history search. <laughs> I'm doing a 23 in me right now. He's looking up the Wickham's there. Yeah, compulsory sterilization in Sweden from 1906 to 1975. That's a long compulsory time. Compulsory sterilization. What does that mean? Do we want to, well, so we're going down this uh, this rabbit hole, are we? Uh, maybe not. I was just like, I feel like it, what that means is this, if you were born in Sweden, you would be thrown off a Swedish cliff like a, like <laughs> A Spartan family child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, compulsory sterilizations uh, were carried out in Sweden without valid consent of the subject during the years 1906 to 1975 on eugenic, medical, and social grounds. Social grounds. Fuck. <laughs> Between 1972 and 2012, sterilization was also a condition for gender reassignment surgery. <laughs> Fuck. That got dark. I regret reading he was the second born sentence. In a, he was born in too much of a lower class. <laughs> That's, I love that social... like Being... Sterilized on social grounds just sounds like you're a really annoying person. Like it's just like no fun at parties. White's having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. You know we could make a law. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So uh, he's in the um, eugenics capital of the world. And, uh, <laughs> so I think the most important question to come out of uh, Harry's voicemail there is, Elliot. What do you think uh, computational fluid dynamics are? Computational fu- fluid dynamics are obviously. The uh, ability to cool down a computer using uh, fluid and uh, dynamics. There you go. Yeah. He's nailed it. Out of the blocks. Well, you know, I, I dropped out after the third semester I had. You know, uh, of computational s- fluid dynamics? That's the one. Too simple. We Too used to, <laughs> we used to I've go- read these books before. We used to call it CFD, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have time. Yeah. Too much time Didn't doing time CFD. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, so Harry's question is... How much are we full of shit as individuals? Uh, and we discussed this before, and, and, and it, got, it, got a, it got a little heated. Did it get heated? I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it's just in my mind. I don't deal with conflict very well. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, <laughs> ask the like question you, you asked me. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. Oh uh, do you think... God. No, but that's... Okay, besides fact... I mean, so the question that I asked as the, the natural, mm. uh, you know, next step was between the two of us, uh, who is uh, the who is more full of bullshit? And uh, we were unanimous in our decision in saying it was the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I am more honest about my bullshit. You know what I mean? I think I'm more honest about like I'll figure out a way to talk about it. I think Tom is one of those guys that you're gonna find like you know stacks of evidence after he dies <laughs> in whatever whatever uh, department of paraphernalia he's decided. <laughs> yeah, I've I had a guy that I used to work with who was like. He was so nice. If you found bodies in his basement, it would almost make sense. <laughs> You'd <laughs> yeah. almost be like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, yeah, no. Well, look, okay. The thing is that I'm look. I will say this. This actually brought up a story. This brought up a story that, or like, you know, just a way. Just I remember this thing happening in high school, uh, and it was what it was. I went into year seven, and just like many year sevens, I struggled with that shit. I uh, had a hard time fitting in. Pardon me. I had a hard time fitting in and just... Well, that, um, that burp is very restrained. It, well, we're well, 1v1 in terms of the burp comments. Do you like them? Um, we'll get to that later. Uh, but, you know, I was in high school. Uh, I was I didn't, didn't, you know, do too well in the cool department in high school. There were definitely... Girls didn't even like me at all. Um, and I suppose, like, girls are a big part of your value system. Friends and girls. girls. Like, sure. And I had a lot of friends, but I didn't have any sort of, like, you know, female attention and even, the you know, everyone else thought I was uncool. Anyway, I got to year eight 
And through, I can't even remember how I met this girl. Cannot even remember how I met this girl, but I met this girl that went to Bridgetine College, like Bridgetine School Girl School, girl school. And I realized upon meeting her, we started dating. She was like my first sort of like a uh, real sort of girlfriend. And we, um, I realized that I could be whoever I wanted to be. Because in high school, I was this lame guy. No, everyone knew me. And if I tried to date a girl, I was starting with all this pre-known sort of information about me. Whereas going to this all-girls school, I could start again. You know what I mean? Like, you no know, dating a girl from this all-girls school, blah, blah, blah. Going to her parties and meeting girls and stuff like that. And one of the things that I lied about, oh, I didn't I'm really so lie. I'm so excited to know what I didn't is. really lie too much. I didn't really lie too much. But, uh, but like, one of the things I do remember lying about was being the captain of the rugby team <laughs> at the school. <laughs> Did you know anything about rugby? Like, if, if, okay, you say I'm the captain of the rugby team. What position do you play? I play lock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually no. Why am I very, so I'm, rugby rugby league? Yeah, I'm a really good player. I'm actually okay. like I'm, I'm a very good player. I was I was, if anything, I should have been the captain. If there wasn't a guy, Toby Lee. Toby Lee was or like one of the first. He should have been like uh, Rooster Star. Like he's amazing. Yeah, right. But um, what position did he play? Full uh, Ford. But he was um he was 12 years old when he started his 70 skip grades, and he was playing in opens at 12 years old. Yeah, right. So he was just um and he loved impact, just love, and he was smart in the game, awesome. Toby Lee was also the guy that sold me out. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, the, I don't know if it's a connection. They were both Asian, Toby Lee and uh, and the girl that I was dating. <laughs> I don't know if that's a connection. Well, I don't know if they were talking to each other kind of thing. Toby because was Chinese, she was Filipino, but yeah. I think there was. No, 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 but they were both talking to each other, we were both talking to each other and uh, <laughs> without my knowledge. And then she and then like he was like, Ellie, did you tell her you were the captain of the team? And I was like, uh, maybe. <laughs> was like, uh, and I was like, I knew I had. And then I was just like, oh, Toby, I can't believe you fucking, I can't believe you fucking sold me out like that. And, um, but you know, like, uh, yeah, that was pretty much. Wait, were you in the team? Yeah, I played. So you, like. I may as well been, I may as well been a captain. I like, I may as well have been the captain. Like I was, there was no one else that would have been, there would have been another captain other than Toby Lee. That's so And so funny. when they sent out the captains, honestly, I thought it might be me and it was Toby Lee. And then, uh, I lied about it. So that's not even that, like, you talk about, I could have been anything I wanted, and what you were was just, like, a slightly more impressive version of what you were already doing. It was what I wanted to be. And, like, I just, like, it was, like, stuff, like, you know, I probably lied about other stuff, I just can't remember at the moment. It comes <laughs> up like that. But, like, I remember I remember realizing that I could be anyone I wanted to be, and guys would, like, come up to me at school and be like, man, your girlfriend's hot. Like, and suddenly people would be, like, looking at me differently and being like, and girls, there's, some, there's a thing about girls. When girls see other girls put value in you, there's by some sort of magic, there's value put in you. They're like, what did, what didn't I see before? What, what, what was missing there? And it's just because there's been this third party that's been like, you're missing out. And so like, there was that aspect of it as well. And I remember there was this girl who I was kind of like, I don't even think on and off like is a, uh, I think that might be too generous a description for what was happening. Like we'd hooked up once and then every now, like we were kind of walked in the same circles and we run into each other a little bit. And looking back on it, the, the common thread was when I showed interest in her, she had no interest in me. And when I thought I had no chance of her and started ignoring her, suddenly she was keen again. <laughs> anyway, early on in that piece, uh, we were at, uh, we were at the pub, um, a big group of us and she was there and I was there. And this is when I'd only met her the one time and we'd kind of like hooked up at a club or whatever. And there was this guy there who had always, he was a country boy who I, whose approval I always wanted and never got. And someone was, and he was like, Oh, that chick over there, she's hot. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Tom hooked up with her. And he was like, seriously, you do. And he was like, it like 
it was such a big like a moment of respect and i remember that I, being I can like, imagine your face like you fiddling your chocolate milk and being like oh, wait, <laughs> yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and i was both very very like very proud of it but then she also proceeded to ignore me the entire night because uh, <laughs> like, he started hitting on it <laughs> <laughs> so was this guy your age yeah okay cool it is funny the way you put value in like what was it about the guy that you wanted to? Because uh, uh, I couldn't get it. That was the thing. Like he and he, like he, he really liked. Were you just I, a city boy for him? Uh it was kind of one of those things. Like I met him on my gap year, where like a whole bunch of guys met at the same time, and there were just a lot more people he would rather spend his time with gotcha. than me. And I always got the impression that I was a bit of a drag to him a little mm, bit. Mm. And I had my mate who he fucking adored. Like he, he loved this guy. Yeah. And whenever he was there, he was like so excited. That, that sounds like you seven for me. That sounds like why I lied about myself. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like you seven was just like, I was hanging out with Louis Ray, multiple time mentioned podcast listener. Uh, he's also a listener of the podcast, good friend of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I was always hanging out with him and I was always the, the four to his 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, do you think, cause I actually do think, I remember when, again, this is so pathetic, but when I was like 18, 19 reading the game and being like, oh, I can just make shit up. I'll just say, you know, like I'll just say that. And I just, I just, I think I was too, for, almost fortunately, too bad a liar to ever get away with it. Or I just would feel too guilty doing it. So I never did it. It must have led to a multiple and awkward, awkward uh, situation <laughs> with Tommy. No, it wasn't Tom. That was Marty across the room. And he's like, that was me. <laughs> I don't think you were the youngest cast member in the history of Neighbours. No, I can check right here. You were not the valedictorian. But yeah, no, I think I'm actually like... I, I think that's true. I, I think I do largely, I think I tell the truth about most things as far as we kind of spoke about this before. Like I think there is a, a neurological kind of thing of you naturally tend towards telling a story from a different perspective or telling a story that someone else told you and thinking it was you not realizing that you're getting it wrong. Yeah. I don't think I ever knowingly lie about you. I have a man. That happened to me almost last week where I was going to tell a story about what happened with you going out into the street riffing at uh, mm. Cancel Your Plans. Then I was like, wait a minute. I heard that third person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, it's better that you tell it because you were there kind of thing. But I, in my head, in my head, I'd seen you walk out. It's such a thing. <laughs> it's such a thing. Uh, there's some things that happened at school and like days that I was sick that I almost I almost can picture. Like, But it never happened. I was never there. Well, like memory is like the weakest part of like uh, evidence in court, isn't it? Like they're yeah. like, just like, this is so oh, fucking fuck. malleable. I did, um when I did my first, when I did Psych 101 at, at uni, there was a whole topic all about forensic psychology. Yeah, I got, I majored in psych at uni. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we'll talk about this after. So, but a, uh, I, when I did forensic psych, which is all about like, uh, you know, using psychology to catch, catch criminals, essentially. They talk about how uh, eyewitness testimony is like, famously wrong mm. so much of the time and has been responsible for so many people going to prison people have no fucking like things like and then you hear about stuff like anyway it's not really that important but um yeah it's like te people do tests where they're like uh they show that you can manipulate a person's memory right in front of them you yeah, know what i mean there's this, there's a there's a really really famous experiment where they take people to a shopping center and they're like, hey, remember the time that you got lost here? Mm. And they're like, I never got lost here. And they're like, yeah, yeah, remember you were here with your mom and yeah. you were shopping and you got lost and they they helped and they, they fill in all the details and, and people start going, oh, that's right, yeah, that's I did. time I argued with you, you remember? And yeah, then it takes yeah, like yeah. a couple things and they're just like, oh, yeah, I guess. Like and then they then afterwards they're like, you never 
came here before in your entire life. In fact, this place wasn't even built when I told you that story <laughs> in happened. In fact, right? I don't exist. And they yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in your head. Yeah. Uh, but I have a friend. I got a mate. I'll be very... If you're listening to this and you'll know it's you. Oh, my goodness. Is this... This is almost is a... This? I bet you're not listening to this. But I bet gonna, you're not listening. I'm not going to use their name. So it doesn't... But if... Oh, what? Yeah. This looks like a perfect opportunity. No, because if I use the name... I'm already doing the... There's no... There's no All right, I trust button. you. I'll trust you. There's a guy that I know who just like... is fa- just famous in our group of friends for making shit up. And, and just... And not like to our faces. As, as in... We've never like we've never caught him in the act. Oh, powerful! But he'll tell stories, and then we'll discuss, and we'll be like, "There's no fucking way that happened." The most famous one I've always held on to was he uh, when Leonardo DiCaprio was out here filming The Great Gatsby. He said he met Leo at a club one night and ended up going home with him and sitting on his couch in his underwear playing PlayStation with him. And oh it's my like, God. no, you didn't. That didn't fuck. But that then that is such a bold story. But then you hear other stories and you're like, "That's bullshit." And you run to his friends. It's like, "No, no, that happened. We met. We saw it. We saw it happen." But were they as ridiculous? He told us that he uh, had a relationship with Nelson Mandela's granddaughter. <laughs> Which, again, we're like, "This we're like, there's no fucking way that happened." And then we met his friends and like, "Yeah, no, that happened. We met her." Did he just <laughs> hire a black girl? <laughs> How would you know? That's such a good point. <laughs> no, but that's epic. If you know that you have like mystical, like r- ridiculous facts about your life, why not just pepper in some others? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that is true, actually, where it's like, well, enough of the other ridiculous shit has been true, so why wouldn't this be true? Yeah. So in going back to Harry's original question, what percentage, okay, out of 100%, what percentage of your life is bullshit? Of the Fuck. Way that- without proper review, without like forensic investigation, uh... Twenty five percent, thirty percent. That's pretty high. Maybe I'm underestimating. I, I would have said for me ten percent, but maybe that's maybe I'm underestimating. I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the stuff I've forgotten, all the stuff mm. that I have done. I'm taking into account all about to be twenty eight years of uh, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. So good, you, good question. Great question, Mary. I think that's a fucking tremendous question, guys. Don't be intimidated by that caliber of question because who knows you might end up on hotline it's a shoulder mover <laughs> let me go for a beer Today's podcast is not brought to you by Sydney Clown College. Hey, are you a creepy dude who wants to spend more time around children? Well, clowning is the only career path where you get to work with kids and a fake name and disguise is essential. Come and learn classic clowning tricks like cartwheels, balloon animals and swallowing shame. Sydney Clown College. What are you waiting for? Your parents are already disappointed. We're back. How you doing, my friend? So one of our uh, running segments that we're trying to start off, we've only, we've only run it once so far, is uh, the I Bet You're Not Listening to This. Elliot, do you want to explain mm-hmm. to good people what this is? I Bet You're Not Listening to This is a segment where we, the Tremendous Brothers, will tell a story 
about one of our close friends. You may not know them. It doesn't matter. We'll post information about them. Dox them, uh, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> soft dox. It's just a soft dox. Can you explain what doxing is? I don't reckon everyone get what doxing is. It's where you release everybody's sort of uh, personal information to the internet or the uh, public. It's so fucked. It's usually when someone's done something that the internet isn't happy about. Mm, it, you hear, <laughs> um, uh, what's that, like, hack, hack, hacktivist group? Um, yeah, Anonymous. Anonymous. They usually, like, you know, they'll put out some fucking... And they'll just put out people's, like, personal email address. And, and then and their like family and their mothers and stuff, and stuff get death threats and stuff like that. So it's a so soft dox. It's a soft dox. <laughs> so Don't kill anyone. <laughs> but, no uh, death threats. The, what we do in this, uh, this, this uh, segment is we tell a story about somebody uh, that they would not want us to tell unless, unless, Tom, unless they can contact us and tell us all they have to do, because we're going to put this episode out and then give them one week to listen to the episode, they're going to receive a message from us saying, hey, you should listen to this episode. And if they can respond uh, before the next episode, after we after we announce that their name is, is in the segment, um, then the mission is evacuated. We don't have to tell the story. All you have to do to not let us uh, tell the story is just tell us that you don't want to tell us. You just need to, you just need to listen. And Hence, you should be listening anyway. I bet you're not listening to this. So the last one we put out was a friend of mine, Taylor York. I threatened to uh, to tell the world about a very embarrassing uh, fact he thought he knew. I'll tell Elliot off mic. It's very funny. And oh my goodness, did he respond. And, we, and, to, be, and to our credit, we sent him a link to the podcast, and we even put him in the show notes, and we said, uh, enjoy the episode this week, Yorkie, and this was his response. Yes, I am still listening. Don't you blackmail me, cunts. And I know the fa- I know that fact that if you reveal it, I will defriend you, and I don't have a dad pod. Thanks you very much. I work out six <laughs> times a week. I'm swole as fuck. P.S. Stop burping into the mic, Elliot. It's gross. I'll stop listening if you keep doing this. <laughs> well, I guess we lost Taylor Yorkie as a listener. <laughs> well, going after his dad bod might have been a bit harsh, but That's... I would like to re- I uh... checked out on Instagram. He's got a, he's got a beautiful bod. Uh, on Instagram, he does, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are the eye angles. He's like one of those chubby girls that uh, <laughs> that gets you to date them on Tinder. Oh, he's got a great personality, that's for sure. Um, you know, Taylor, Taylor, uh, I'm glad that you reached out um, so aggressively. Can, uh, can we post that online? I'm only asking because I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, uh, Taylor, and you'll listen. And we know you're listening, so you'll let listen. us know. Thank you, buddy. Uh, so the next, uh, who, who have we got next for our? Uh, do we have one next? Oh my goodness. Tommy and I debated about whether or not we should give you certain facts about this. I bet you're not listening to this uh, segment. And uh, we decided on, we, we, we agreed upon, the, you'll hear it. So our next, our next participant, willing participant in the tremendous, uh, I bet you're not listening to this, is the Sydney comedian, Sam Menzies. So uh, I have very little doubt that Sam Menzies will, will hear this. You know what my bigger question actually is, is not whether Sam will know to uh, hit the stop button on, on on this. I bet you're not listening to this. Deactivate the launch. I think he is going to relish it because what we are threatening is Sam Menzies, who has also got the uh, the handle Instagram, the real Sam Menzies, yeah. is not Sam Menzies. He's, he's he, Sam Menzies, it's, Tom? It's a nom de plume. It is a fake name. Oh, my pseudonym. <laughs> 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 Very good. Uh, Sam Menzies is a fake name. We don't know what Sam Menzies' real name is. Sam Menzies has been very secretive around his wallet, and not just because I'll take cash out. <laughs> Sam, this is how secretive Sam is about his name. I love this story so much. Sam drives trucks for a living because mm. things are going great for him. And uh, <laughs> Wait, there was a moment I'm you were jealous that he gets to that. say rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> What's rubber ducky? You know when they're talking over the uh, oh, the two way yeah. to other to other trucks, they're like, ah, oh, this is Sam Menzies. Rubber ducky. <laughs> Do you say rubber ducky? And you're like, 
I didn't absolutely, absolutely not. Rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Menzies was driving his truck and uh, his girlfriend of quite a long time. I think he and Laura, they live together. They've been together for at least a year, if not longer. Uh, they're in his truck. He gets into a weighing station. The person at the weighing station has asked. He had gotten up to his uh, his driver's side window and said, hey, name and registration. He turns over, realizes Laura's in the car, puts the window up, steps out of the car so he can give this man his real name. <laughs> His girlfriend doesn't know his real name. His girlfriend still thinks his name is Sam Menzies. She's going to take a fake name in marriage. It's just like, so what is... She's like marrying James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, uh, I'm Mrs. 07. (laughs) (laughs) So this is... So do you think James James Bond's first name is Double and last name is 07? (laughs) It depends how deep the cover he is. Uh, All right, so here's the deal. So we don't even have the thing to reveal. Sam Menzies, we bet you're not listening to this. And if you are, you have nothing to worry about. If we don't hear from you in the next week, Mr. Sam Menzies, if that is your real name. Oh, wait, it's it's not. not. We will make it our life's work. To find out what your real name is, and we're gonna let all the tremendous listeners know. That's a lot of that's a lot more hands than mine just snatching at your wallet, Sam Menzies. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna work it out. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna find out and we're gonna share it with the world. So Sam Menzies, are you listening to this? Let us know. We all you need so. to do is to deactivate the nuclear codes, is message us. The power is in your hands. It or sounds, send in it a voice. So fucking needy, doesn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. all you need to do for all of us from trying to ruin your life is just to say hi. Yeah, yeah. Or send us a voicemail. Or not, because Thomas Whitcomb is gonna lose it. <laughs> Tom Wickham lost oh. a whole, Tom Wh- Tom Wickham Tom Wickham lost a fucking voicemail that I sent him today. It was pure. I caught I caught my road rage on fucking voicemail, and Tom lost it. Tom, do you want to? You know what did you hear? Okay, do you want me to tell I, I really, what happened I, on my end, or do you want to hear what happened on your end first? I think. Why, your don't, end. why don't I tell you what I happened on my that end, and good. then we'll go that from there. I was looking for like uh, I was looking for some kind of sound effect. We, well, I'm just starting to use this sound effects board that comes with our podcast recording equipment. This is the best I've got. Uh, what happened was tremendous. It's pretty good. Sorry, <laughs> you seem so unimpressed. <laughs> I'm just angry at you. Okay, I'm angry at myself. Okay, so here's the backstory to this. Let is- me down double with the phone. Didn't bring the hotline in today. Lost content on the hotline. Give me the hotline. <laughs> so uh, Vodafone deletes all of your messages, voicemails after a week. And uh, Elliot left a voicemail to me last Monday at 12 o'clock. It is currently Monday at 4 o'clock, mm. uh, which is a, a real shame. So here's what I get a call. I get a call from, I get two voicemails from Elliot. Um, the way the voicemail works for me is like, uh, you don't. You hear the most recent one first. So I didn't hear the first voicemail. I only heard the second voicemail. I get a call from Elliot. Uh, the voicemail says something along the lines of, hey, I had to hang up on my last voicemail. I got involved in a road rage incident. <laughs> I anyway, forgot about that one. Anyway, goes on. Here's something. I think you had an opportunity to go on to a radio show or something for the podcast. It's it something. And you were talking us through that idea. And you're like, yeah, so we should go sometime. And then all of a sudden I hear someone else and, and pull up to you next to you at a, at a traffic light, I imagine. And uh, you go, hey, hey, buddy, you can't just wait at a stoplight. You can't just like turn left at the very last minute. And he's like, oh, yeah, mate, you're a buddy. And he's like, no, no, no yeah, gladly, gladly. Because he gave me the finger. He gave me he gave me the finger. He goes, oh, yeah, buddy, take this. Like, take this. And I go, oh, yeah, gladly. And then just gave him the finger. Okay, I didn't, yeah, that's, it's it's more aggressive okay. when I, with yeah, that, that context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he says to you, and this is the best part, oh, yeah, go back to your own country. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just lost my and mind. And you laugh so loud. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was so great, dude. Oh, fuck. And this- I had, the, and listeners, I had this on voicemail. I had the recording of a man <laughs> at a traffic light next to Elliot's open window say, Go back to your own that country. That could have been part of the fucking intro. It's like, go back to your own country. Elliot is one-eighth indigenous and seven-eighths super white. And like, so, you couldn't be... And one-fourth freckles and stuff like that. This guy, I'm like... I, almost, I could have yelled, I'm from Ireland. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but the fucking... Uh, this is my biggest question. Is where does he think you're from? Like, oh, what's... Man. Maybe he thinks... I don't know. I'm an albino and he thought that I had like a different kind of accent. I yeah, don't know. Swedish maybe. I don't know. But the... Uh, the he, was, he fucking yelled out at me. But he was this big, thick Greek guy. And he was just yelling out at his, at his driver window. And I don't know. I can't even remember what he did wrong kind of thing. But like I beeped him and stuff like that. And uh, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got into the road racing. And then I thought it was over. So what, tell me about this. Because you called after the incident had taken place. Yeah. Where was his car when you first started calling me? Um... When you first started calling me, it like, was did in you, front of me. You, it still, was, you could still was, see him. He yes, was still there. He was in front of me, and then I got pu- and uh, and then I, I guess I hung up the phone in the road rage because I, I probably yelled some shit to him or something like that. Um, and then uh, I hung up the phone. He was right behind me and had an opportunity to pull next to me. Decided not to, and then I just thought it was over. And so I called you back, and then he decided it's not over as soon as I made the call. Kind of thing. And then he was just decided to tell as I turned right. Decided and he was going straight. Decided to tell me. To go back to my own country. So funny. It was the greatest shit ever, dude. I was just like, oh man, that that completely... I was like, that was as good as a sorry for me. <laughs> it completely dissolved all my anger. It did. It made you very happy. I could hear that on the... Uh... So I don't have the voicemail for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, we got a we got a um uh, a voicemail from Loyal... I'm not even going to say the name of it until we get it, but a very loyal listener of the show. She's very lovely, um, but we can't wait to get uh, the voicemail in there so that we can add her to, 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 uh, to being our first... Sister of the Tremendous podcast. Sister Tremendous. Finally, we'll be able to do the Ask a Woman segment, which we've been teasing for about the entire time. This I know, I know, I know. This is it's just so hard to find a woman that wants to participate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. It's just my fucking schedule. It's the worst. <laughs> but when we do, uh, we'll be able to go... Hotline. Yeah. If your so shoulders much. aren't moving, then I don't even know what. Get what the can fuck we do out of you? here. What could we possibly Barry, do Barry, why couldn't crack that? Today's podcast is not brought to you by Improv Comedy. Do you like to make people laugh but hate putting in effort or forethought? Well, Improv Comedy might be for you and is always looking for new performers. It's especially suited to obnoxiously loud women and men who either are virgins or deserve to be. Improv Comedy. It's almost funny enough to write down. Beautiful. All right, so uh, we are down to our last segment of the week, which, as always, is our joke of the week. I'm on a bit of a streak of telling the joke of the week because I do preparation. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you so have no microphone. Speaking of which, you have no microphone it in front of high you. School. <laughs> you wait. have no microphone. Oh wait, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled into the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it goes, right? In here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so look, I, I've got one in the back of my mind, which actually, again, as I've done before, I told it once when we were both exceedingly drunk on a podcast and it did not land. Too long. But I think now that we're more sober, it might. But you've, you've, you've found one briefly through a quick Google. This is fun. This is good. I mean, I like this. I like this part of the segment. It's really nice. Um, 
Maybe because you lift it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I love. I I grew up loving these kind of jokes. Mm-mm. I had one the other day. My dad. Uh, I have such a memory the other day. You are good at them. I enjoy your delivery and shit. With I love it. It's so much fun. But I uh, have a memory of uh, my dad when I was like twelve, telling me a joke that contained the word poofter probably too many times. <laughs> But in 2000, it was fine. Or oh, like in 2004. Uh, no, I must have been younger because it was, yeah, so it must have been like 2002 maybe, so when I was 10, and I did not get it at all. And I asked him the other day about it. I was like, I remember you told me this joke, and it was about like gay guys farting or something, and he told it to me again, and I was like, wow, that is very questionable. But at the time, it seemed funny. Anyway. <laughs> Point being, all right. So you, you, you're gonna, are you gonna, you're gonna take a swing at this joke. All right, why not? Joke so of the week. Because so far you've, uh, you've insisted on telling jokes that you wrote, including a Cosby joke. No, I did that. I did that one, and then I did the. What, what else did I do? Well, I was just gonna say, oh, I don't remember the. F- oh, you did one. You did the one about the 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 old woman shoot yourself yep. below your left. Nipple. I didn't write that one. That was funny. That's I wish a good I one. could have though. That's a good one. Uh, and then you did the other one about um, people throwing things out of a plane. Throw the bomb out of the plane. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Didn't that's go, right. So I think we cut that one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've got to say about the Cosby joke, like, it created a lot of engagement of a lot of people asking, like, what's the joke? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everyone I that I sent it to was very disappointed. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 I was like, there's a reason we cut it out. It's horrendous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of people sending it to me and stuff, and I was just worried that I sent it If you want to hear the Cosby joke, we're still at the stage where we can hand out videos of Elliot doing horrendous things. So yeah, just yeah, get yeah. in touch. We'll send it to you. <laughs> Please do. I'll send it to you, and you can tell me how much you hate it. Be honest. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. All right. Let's joke get- of the week. Joke of the week. Uh, okay. I uh, I threw a boomerang a few years ago, and uh, now I just live in constant fear. Yeah, it's, 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 it's okay. I like that one. Give me one second. All right, what about this? I, uh, I told my wife she was drawing her eyebrows too high. She looks she surprised. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, let me give you the actual joke that I've given some thought to rather than you just read things you found on a website. <laughs> I found this on the I was like, ago. I like this. I like the eyebrow material. <laughs> I like the, yeah. <laughs> the eyebrow material. What about, uh, and the Lord said unto John, come forth and you will receive eternal life. And come fifth and you will receive a toaster. How did you get, <laughs> you, want, you read this page before? I know, I know all these jokes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, wait. I, I can't defeat you with this. <laughs> that's that's going to be I the game. I spent so much of my time. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, he's, okay. This is, this is, this is a good one. It's short. I, maybe I'll, if, if I regret putting it out, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop it off, but. Um, a uh, a man calls nine one one, and he says, uh, "Hello, I'm 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 out hunting, and I've shot my friend, and I think he's dead." And uh, the operator says, "Okay, before we do anything, can you make sure that he's dead?" And then she goes, "Silence!" And suddenly you hear bang. The other end of the line, he goes, "Okay, now what?" <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty I good. I like that. Are we just going to keep going until you find a joke that works? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, if, if I'm really, I'm all in on your jokes. I love <laughs> it. That's funny as fuck. Uh, this is dead air, Elliot. Come on, we got to find. I know. I'm we got to go out on a high. There's going to be a lot of cutting involved. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
These all suck. <laughs> I'm going to do research, guys. Right, there we go. That's it. Fuck. It's another tremendous week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We'll speak to you soon. Happy New Year, guys, everyone. Bye-bye. There you have it, everybody. Episode 10. You didn't think we'd make it, but we did. Tremendous coming at you again this time next week. Hey, if you like us, please tell your friends. Share our stories on Instagram. Spread the love. Got a lot of great feedback from you guys. We really appreciate it. So please let people know. We're going to keep bringing this rock-solid content. We'll look forward to sharing more of it with you next week. Bye-bye.